Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. We're going to first read James 5, verses 19 through 20, and then we're going to wrap right over to James 1, verse 4. You ready? Ready. Okay. My brothers and sisters, if one of you could wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Well, I might just, we'll see what the Lord does this morning. You guys can be seated. I might just get talked right off the stage by God if it starts raining. So I'm going to keep this quick. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there we are. We're back. When it when the weather's marginal out here, it, it's questionable. We say this a lot is um, when uh, it seems like the devil can be up to something when when stuff starts turning off. I'm not saying I have anything amazing to say, but maybe God's about to do something and that's why why the uh why the stuff's cutting in and out. But um yeah, I I I want to keep this um quick but but full of um, you know, things for us to take away for for um God's word to to dig deeper into our hearts and that we might leave today um as I prayed earlier that we would be uh closer to Jesus. Um, than than we've ever been before. Um, I was just looking out at the mountains and and boy, I mean, I come up here every week and and it's it, I can often forget um, how big and beautiful it is for me. Sometimes it just looks like a two dimensional image when I'm looking out there. Um, and uh, I was just reminded that like like wow, there's there's uh, beauty in the way that God has made. And I was just telling somebody this morning, Romans 1 talks about how we see God's invisible attributes through what he has made. And so we can see God's uh, power and majesty through what he's made. So um, so hopefully, hopefully at the very least you get that, uh, which is great. So uh, today I have two goals. Um, First one uh, is to talk a little bit about this passage. James 5, 19 through 20 are the last two verses of the book of James. We are finally concluding the book of James. If you've been following us, whether uh, coming to our services or online, we've been going through James um, for, I don't even know how long, a good, decent while. Um, but this actually, in a much grander scheme, concludes our wisdom series. We did three books of wisdom in the Old Testament, and then we moved to James in the New Testament, which is often called the Proverbs of the New Testament. The, the way the book reads sound, f- sounds and feels a lot like Proverbs because it moves from one piece of advice to another about how to follow Jesus. Um, so we're going to start with James 5, 19 through 20. And then the last thing I want to do is just kind of wrap up James and and kind of hopefully put a little bit of a bow on it. Now, um, you uh, as you read James 5, 19 through 20, you might have been like me. And uh, when I read a passage like this, um, or, uh, or, or other passages, 
I'm usually quick to um, to to not see what's obviously in front of you. Okay, this is about a, the problem of wandering, right? My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. What I should take, which is the most obvious part, is James giving an exhortation to uh, the people who he sent that to, which was the 12 dispersions um, uh, of believers. Um, and that uh, that is simple. It's, it's help the wanderer come back. Help the wanderer come back. But if you're like me, what you often do is say, here's what I believe about God and the way salvation and the way about the way that faith works. And let me just find out how this verse can get crammed into that. Let me just find out how it can get crammed into that and make sense of it from a, you know, doctrine, theological standpoint. And what I'm not going to do here today is to stand up here and say, here's the deal about if anyone can lose their salvation. That is not what we're going to do today. Um, what If you want to have that conversation, that's a great conversation to have. And let's grab some coffee. Let's, let's dig deep. I, I don't want to like, say it's not important to understand how uh, things um, our theology works, how, how our understanding of God, how our understanding of salvation works. Those things are very important. But, but so often we're quick to, uh, to go to that place where we don't often look at what's obviously in front of us, and that is to find the wanderer and to bring them back. The funny thing about the wanderer, the wanderer, you, you might be a wanderer right now, um, you might know some people who are wanderers, and that is all right. In in a much bigger sense, we're all wandering. Um, some just might wander a little further than others. Um, I'm not a farmer, but I know sheep are wanderers, and we're often we're often uh, uh, compared to sheep by Jesus as He's the good shepherd, right? And we're all wandering a little bit. It's just one of them wandered a little too far, right? And that's the idea that we're getting at. But the funny thing about the wanderer is the wanderer often doesn't understand that they're wandering, right? The wanderer doesn't understand that they are wandering. And let's be quick to hear the command to go and to find the wanderer. Um, This is important to note um, that the wanderer is, is no worse than the one who finds the wanderer. The wanderer is no worse than the one who finds the wanderer. Uh, I came to faith um, back in 2013. Um, I had gone through uh, a ton between my family, between uh, a girlfriend that I had at the time, and I had hit my rock bottom. And Jesus was was like the best, like the gospel was the best news in the world to me at that time. I hope the gospel is really good news, but sometimes it's better news than others. And in that moment... The gospel was the best news to me in the world. Well, there were a couple people in my life who were very instrumental in helping lead me along that path, who shared the gospel with me, who, who started to walk with me in my life. And, uh, and I fell in love. And, you know, it didn't take long for me to start, you know, trying to, like, utilize the, the, the ways that God had gifted me to, to care for others and love others. And I started moving along and doing ministry in different places. And um, what I found 
was I, when I would go back and I would see some of my friends who, who were with me early on and, and I saw them wandering. And it was really interesting the way that God used them to bring me to faith and then God would use me to lovingly hopefully bring them back. Um, and uh, and th- this is the interesting thing about the wanderer and the one who we, we are, um, or the one who will bring them back, is neither is better than the other. We're all on equal ground. This is not, we learned earlier in James that favoritism is not what we are after. There's no, there's no one better than another. It's, it's a matter of, of care and devotion. I think of Jesus and the way he, he didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped, where God is clearly above us, but rather he humbled himself to become like man. And so uh, if you're here and you know somebody that you're like, man, I, I really, I really want to reach out. I really want to care for them. One, do it, in, do it in love, but two, like humble yourself in the process. Just because you're the one who's leading them back to faith does not make you any better in the eyes of God. Um, and if you're the one who is wandering and you're not aware of it, um, I'd encourage you to check your heart first, um, but then ask the people around you, hey, how am I doing? Am I doing all right? Because like, we're often the most blinded to our own sin, right? We're, we're usually the most blinded to our own faults. Ask the people around you. Um, I need to do that with my wife more often. How am I doing, honey? She might have a few things to say. <laughs> we want to seek out our wandering brothers and sisters. Seek them out. All right. Wrapping up the book of James. You'll see this verse, James uh, chapter 1, verse 4. Let steadfastness, let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Uh, this word perfect um, is uh, in, in the Greek, um, is teleos. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Teleos. Um, and, and it's used seven different times throughout the book of James. It's a, it's an interesting word because when I think of perfect, I think of not ever being able to be that. Um, so, and it's telling us that, that through this process of, of, of essentially following what James is talking about, that we might become like Jesus in his perfection. Now the word, uh, in the Greek, teleos, um, is, is a word that describes a wholeness, an integrity, a completeness, right? A wholeness, integrity, completeness. And, and what we are seeking after, it reminds me, it points back to Jesus' words. He says in Matthew five forty eight in the Sermon on the Mount, be perfect as my heavenly Father is perfect. Our goal is is to seek out what it means to be whole and complete in him. I see it start, starting to rain. There's some, uh, I think there's some umbrellas starting to come out. Thank you, Trish. Um, and I'll be, I, like I said, I will be quick. Our goal, I, we got to be quick. Let's talk about being perfect. Um, <laughs> we are trying to be whole and complete. Now, there's two ways to kind of look at this passage about being whole and complete and perfect. And one is that Jesus is saying these things because we can't be whole and we can't be perfect and we can't be complete. Therefore, you need him. Therefore, you need him. He goes through that to tell you, therefore, you need him. But, but the other way to look at it is 
we seek something that which we cannot be. See, we, we all talk about Christ, the word Christian means to be a little Christ or a little Jesus, and we want to be like Christ. Well, the, the act of becoming like Jesus is, is something that we know that we'll never reach, but we continue to strive for. So let us do both in the ways that we try to be perfect. Maybe we're just calling it. How are we doing? You guys are doing great. You guys are doing great. If my when my when my sheet of paper just disintegrates, then I'll know we're we're really really done. Let us. So as I think about wrapping up the book of James, as I think about we have to think about what did he talk about? What are the things that we do in obedience to God in following him to become perfect, to become complete, to become whole? Well, James talks about a a couple of things, enduring trials in chapter one, asking for wisdom, being quick to hear and slow to speak, being slow to be, becoming slow to be angry. These are all the, I'm pointing all these right back at me because I struggle with all these. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. In chapter two, he talks about having faith without works. So producing good works out of true faith, producing good works. He also talks about controlling your tongue. He talks about not showing favoritism. He talks about avoiding worldliness and, and to continue to seek what it means to be a, a, a member, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. All of these things, their goal, I'm going to put mine up. All of these things, their goal is to become whole, complete. Um, Jesse, go ahead and get a... You want to get, do you have one for that? <laughs> He's got a camera up there. So we film the service up here every week and the camera definitely doesn't do too good with them with uh, water. But we want to become whole and complete. So as we think about wrapping up the book of James, we think about what it means for God to use the ways in which we obey him through his word to make us whole and complete. Very similar to the word shalom. Shalom, if you which which is most often translated to peace, is really about a completeness. It's about com- being complete as a human, and when you're complete as a human, you don't need anything to be to be whole, to be uh, at peace inside. And so, when I think of this perfection, I think about I think about shalom. I think about that wholeness, this uh, completeness. And I'm going to finish with this one uh, little story, and it's very unique in the sense that it just happened this morning, and I wasn't planning on preaching about this. But uh, last night, we lost power in the Jenkins household. And this morning, uh, that meant that my wife and I woke up frantically because we were half an hour later than we should have gotten to the mountain. So I was pretty late getting to the mountain this morning. And in my head, I'm just going 100 miles an hour. Like, we have two kids. You know, Eunice was up here playing playing the bass. I I was preaching, you know, I had bulletins to bring. You get, there's all sorts of things. And you know, you just that's the worst way to wake up, just so you know. The worst way to wake up is just in a hurry. And and I I get up here, I drive to the mountain, I after going to Encore and doing this and doing that and and I get on the gondola. What's beautiful about doing church on a mountain and riding up a gondola is you get a little bit of time to just be for a second. And, uh, and on the way up, 
I was I was reminded of the of what God taught me this week as as I would preach this about James and about being perfect, whole, complete, shalom. That that on the way up, I was reminded that I am not whole and complete because all of the things went went right this morning or wrong. I am not whole and complete because I get a great response out of all the people here. I am not whole and complete because we had tons of volunteers and all the circumstances worked out right. You are not whole and complete because your kids do well in school or or because you get the promotion at your job. You are not whole and complete because of anything other than Jesus. We are not whole and complete because of anything other than Jesus. And as we walk in obedience to what the book of James teaches us, but what what God teaches us through his word, we learn a little more every single day about what it means to be perfect like Jesus is perfect. Let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Let's pray for that this morning. Lord, um, you brought the rain down, but I thank you that you gave me just enough time to share uh, what it means to be whole and perfect, lacking in nothing. Help us, God, as we approach this upcoming week, first and foremost, to know that the 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 goal in mind for us as we follow Jesus is an impossible one to be perfect, but that through the Holy Spirit's guidance, we might have an opportunity to continue to seek that and continue to look more like Jesus, to be little Christ as, as it means to be Christian. God, help us to walk in that. Help us to walk in obedience as we continue to learn and, and, and through steadfastness and trials um, that we would become whole and complete and perfect, lacking in nothing, that, that it's not about our circumstances, that it's about the grace that you've offered us on the cross. And Lord, if there's people here this morning who don't know that kind of whole and completeness, that don't know that kind of shalom, that don't know that God loves them despite the fact that they are a failure, including, and that's all of us included, that Lord, we could put our hope and they could put their hope and trust in what Jesus has done for them on the cross. We thank you and we pray this all in his name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.